I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're in the Celeronda. It's one of those world-renowned but slightly mysterious ski circuits that no one ever quite explains what it actually is, and indeed how good you have to be to be able to complete it. It's been a while since we were last in Corvara. Now this is the most important of the half-dozen villages that make up the magical region of Altabadia. On a beautifully sunny afternoon, we travel from Venice Airport deep into the Dolomites, along narrow roads with a dramatic backdrop of rock faces and snowy slopes. We settled into our extraordinarily comfortable five-star hotel, the Sasonga, more about that later, and took a late afternoon stroll around the village before meeting up with Patrick, our ski guide. So what do you think of this so far? Well, it's grown a lot since I was first here. A lot of these buildings are actually quite new. Yes, I agree. I think uh, uh, I've certainly been here many times over the years, but it appears to have really come on, hasn't it? Not that many shops and things like that. It's mainly hotels, apartments, lots of accommodation, and above all, the incredible scenery. That's the main thing. Yeah, as you walk down the road here, you look up, it's four o'clock in the afternoon, you look up at the most extraordinary rock faces, great cathedrals, soaring cathedrals of rock against a blue sky, and describe the colours. The sky isn't as blue as it was, it was bright, bright blue in the middle of the day today, but now it's going towards sunset, so it's sort of getting a bit lighter, whiter, and the rock has the sun full on the top. Yes, you've got shades of yellow that over the next half an hour will go to a very delicate shade of pink. The moon's out. We're standing right next to an old church, white painted church. Looks very pretty. And the last skiers of the day are coming down the mountainside behind us, coming right down to the Bowie lift. That's the lift that you take if you're doing the Celeronda. So, Patrick, tell us really what the Celeronda is. Ma de Celeronda is a skiing route around the mountain that is called Celeronda Group. Around this uh, Celeronda we have four valleys that are connected by four hills and you can ski all, all around this, this mountain, so through four valleys. I think it should be around 20-25 kilometers. So in all, it's about 20 lifts. So it's quite a long morning. It much depends upon the traffic. If you wait for five minutes on each lift, that's 100 minutes extra. So it's a variable time, right? Yeah, usually if uh, you have a medium, uh, medium expert skier that can ski pretty fast without cues on the lifts, you can do the, the whole round in two hours and a half, three hours. But of course, when it is very busy, you will need, you have to calculate four or five hours. So people can join a Corvara ski school class and do the Celeronda? Yeah, of course. Uh, we do at the ski school not just lessons. We also guide people to do nice tours, like Celeronda can be one of that. There are many, many possibilities. You can change a route every day. And then, of course, there's the tour of the battlefields of the First World War, because this was a, a major uh, theatre of war in, in 1914-15, wasn't it? Yeah, that's also a very interesting tour to do. On, in this case, it's always recommended to uh, start uh, pretty early in the morning, because you have also to take a bus two times, and it needs some, some time to do the whole route, so it's a pretty long route. 
But when you do the Celeronda, you don't need to take a bus, is that right? No, on Celeronda, you can just uh, ski the whole time without buses, without anything. And if you do it pretty quickly, you can also choose on every valley to do one or two slopes more to, to enjoy your skiing day. And you can ski it clockwise and anti-clockwise. Yeah, it's possible to do it on, on, on both both sides, yeah. Mm -hmm. On Celeronda is, also if you drive it by car, it's 50 kilometers. So you calculate on skiing, you will have the half on the lifts and the half on the slopes. So we calculate around 20, 25 kilometers of, of skiing slopes. If you want to, can you do that all with blue and red runs? You can do it also with blue and red runs, but there are a few also pretty challenging red slopes. No, that are, they are not very easy, but the most, uh, uh, let's calculate, on the clockwise, it's a little bit more difficult. On the anti-clockwise, it's a bit easier. So, yeah, if you do one or two reds, it's enough. You can do it also pretty with pretty easy slopes. Yeah. But, but any competent intermediate can, can manage to do it on, in good weather, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's If you are an intermediate skier, you have not problems to do the, the whole route on both sides. And do you have a favorite run? My favorite run on the Celeronda is the cheer slope. That starts from Paso Gardena at the top of Dantercepies and moves down direction Val Gardena. It's a black slope and it's pretty long slope and also the steepness changes always. So it's not an annoying slope. Well, now we're taking a bit of time out to chill after a truly magnificent dinner. Washed down with some spectacular wines from this region in the main restaurant of Hotel Sassanga. I'm pretty sure this is the only hotel I've ever stayed in where you get ingredients such as seafood, including whole lobsters and langoustines and shrimps and things, and game on the half-board menu. Yeah, this really is a very special place. The Sasonga sits on a rise dominating the village, um, just under the mountain of the same name. It's a family-run hotel, traditional, but with a contemporary twist as well. Francesco, the owner, seems always to be on duty at every hour of the day and night. He's at the front of house or in the bar, greeting guests and seeing to each one's personal needs. This is a, a kind of level of service that you can never normally replicate in a hotel. There seems to be a wide range of nationalities among the guests. Italians are here in force, but Austrian, English, Dutch and even Russians are in the mix. Francesco seems to be able to speak so many languages including, of course, his own mother tongue, which is Ladin. Don't confuse Ladin with Latin or even Ladino, which was spoken in Spain and then throughout the world by Sephardic Jews. Yeah, the native language of Kovara and the other villages of Altabadia is, is quite separate to Italian. This is not an Italian dialect, but a, a Latin-based language in its own right. There are indeed about 41,000 speakers of it in the region, which has its own culture and cuisine. Yeah, this can be quite confusing to visitors to Dolomites. The villages, mountain passes, peaks and refuges all seem to have two official names, one in Italian and one in Ladin. To add to the confusion, most of the region is based in Sud Tyrol, formerly a province of Austria and not Italy until 1919. And some villages are predominantly German-speaking, along with the Bratwurst and Gulasuppe supper that goes with their mixed heritage from the breakup of the Austro-Hungarian Empire after World War I. A ski guide here once told me that he was firstly a Ladin, secondly an Austrian, and thirdly, rather reluctantly, Italian. Others think the reverse of the last two. 
It's pretty confusing, but the whole mix is all part of the unique charm of the Dolomites. Oh, Peter, here's our host. Let's find out a bit more about the hotel from him. So, Francesco, what a wonderful hotel. Now, this has been your family for how many years? So, it's family-run since 1933. I'm the third generation, so I hope then that my son became the fourth generation and we grow him up year per year to do our best for this hotel. I saw a picture of the hotel in 1933. It was much smaller. When did you first add and different stages of adding to it to make it bigger? So after the second war, most of the people see so, so much potential here for skiing tourism and in the summer also for hiking tourism. The valley growing up very fast and there was then in the end of the 60s the first boom of tourism winter and summer. And is that now still growing at the moment? At the moment, you know, it's we have a bad situation with this pandemic of COVID, but for sure, if this all will be finished, I hope soon all will be returned normal and the world, the international tourism has come back to Alta Badia in Corvara. Certainly today on the slopes, there were a lot of Italians, but not many other nationalities. I didn't hear uh, very many other languages, but, uh, but no doubt that will come back. Yes, now it's the problem. The international guests to come here, they have to take a flight. And before to take a flight, they have to done, uh, do a test. And now with this Omicron, one of two persons are positive. So uh, every day we, we hear we became a cause that they can't come because they are tested positive. So we, are, we have only to wait that this situation will be finished soon and then all will be fine and the international tourism comes back. Do lots of people come here in summer as well or is it mainly winter? Main international in winter, we here at Hotel Sesonga have normally 40, 45 different kinds of nationality. In the summer, it's in Italian hands. So uh, we have 90% Italian and then a mix of German, Austrian and some uh, UK people. But uh, in the winter, there's the most international tourism. Summer in the Dolomites is almost better than winter in some ways. It's so beautiful. I also like... The summer more, it's completely different. I like to hike. I like to go with the bicycle. Uh, we have only to promote it more because I'm sure that when the summer tourism come here and see this magnificent place, the Dolomites, they will come every year, absolutely. Just talk about the hotel. You have 65 rooms now, is that correct? 65 since 2018 when we done the new renovation. Before it was 52 and now 65. Most of them are very big sized room because our entry category is 26 square meters. Then we have the superior and deluxe between 40, 55 square meters and the suite starting from 60 square meters uh, up. And do most people stay here half board? Yes, most people stay, 90-90% stay here in Halfport. First of all, because they know about our cuisine. They like it very well. And then uh, you are in holiday and Corvara is not a big city. So to go out uh, in the evening, it's became a little bit difficult. So most of the people uh, decided to do Halfport. We ate in the main restaurant and the food was fantastic. And what's the name of your chef? Uh, our chef, uh, it's called Raffaele Matera. It's coming from Ischia. So all his crew is coming from Ischia and I hope he will stay a long, long time here with us. I mean, on the half-board menu, there were things like lobsters and venison and wonderful lamb chops. As the chef comes from Ischia, does that mean that there's a Mediterranean influence? 
Absolutely, yes. But he grows up his career in Switzerland. So in Switzerland, he also know all technical methods to cook venison or local food that can be alpine food. But uh, absolutely, we have an international cuisine food. Now, the hotel is a, a landmark, Covara. It stands on a, on a hill uh, overlooking the town. It's a little bit of a walk into town, but I think you have a courtesy bus. Yes, we have two shuttles that going around all the day, bring our guests to the slopes, pick them up, or bring it to in a village to have shopping or whatever they want. So they are going uh, all around from 8 in the morning till 8 in the evening. And you have lots of uh, uh, luxury things, like you have a beautiful pool and uh, you have a, a sauna. Uh, what else? Maybe now with the new uh, spa, with the new construction, We extend it to circa 1,000 square meters on wellness area. And absolutely the top is the open area Kudze and the Panorama Sauna that every kind of guest will try it one time when it's here at Hotel Sasonga. But in the year 2000, you completely renovated the hotel. Yes, that's true. We was closed one summer season because the renovation was totally. So we started end of March after winter season and finished one week before in December before we reopen again for the winter season. And you mentioned that this year you're going to put oak floors in every bedroom. And not in every because some guests want to have carpet also. But now we have 40 rooms of 65 with uh, oak floor. So we try to put other 10 and the, uh, the remaining will be with carpet. We saw some beautiful rooms, but one of my favorite was Hubertus, which is a not a huge room, but really, really sweet and wooden everywhere. Felicia, yes, like the Hubertus suite, it's 72 square meters high, but the particular of the suite, it's 99% all with wood. F from uh, the wall, the ceiling, so it's uh, an especially room. It was in the 80s our bar, one of our main bars, and after became a room and called Hubertus, because Hubertus is the protector of our hunters here. And another suite that I liked was the Cinderella suite? Cinderella was built with a new construction 2018. It's 85 square meters big, combined with traditional style, but modern style also. So Cinderella can stay there after she's met the prince? Maybe. <laughs> What I love too are the old rooms, because you've got... Stubli, which very old rooms which you've imported into the hotel. Yes, uh, we find it in the 80s in a mountain hut, not uh, not so far from here. And we don't know exactly if it's from the 14th, 15th centuries. Francesco, thank you very much indeed. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of the season, followed by a full summer season, and we all get properly back to normal before the start of next winter. Well, that was the Salaronda, 20 lifts, 25 kilometers of slopes. Actually, it's a bit more like 30, I think, because Patrick was determined to show us a few of his favorite runs along the way that were not directly a part of the circuit. Yeah, it was amazing skiing. Double We set off towards Araba on the slightly more challenging route that took us towards Pordoi, Selva, Paso Gardena, and back again to Corvara via the little village of Corvosco. What did you think of the snow, Peter? Well, it was pretty amazing, considering it hasn't really snowed about three weeks now here yeah. but uh, the sunshine overhead make up, made up for a lot but underfoot it was, it was remarkable I mean this is an area that is really good for artificial snow 
it all goes back to the late 80s, early 90s. There were three successive really poor snow seasons, and the area suffered really badly. And they started to develop an artificial snowmaking circuit, which was and is one of the biggest in Europe. And they were very much the pioneers in this. And they, they managed to create such a big circuit that when you get to a winter like 2016, when there was actually no snow at all, they actually laid a carpet of artificial snow that was 200 kilometers in length and pretty wide as well. So you could actually ski the whole circuit, quite a lot more as well, without actually running out of snow. And that was great. People complain that this is motorway skiing. Well, I suppose it is in a way because the runs are wide and there are lots of them. But um, you wouldn't ever find motorway reviews like this and virtually no people today either. I don't think we queued anywhere for more than about two minutes. What did you think of the lift? Well, they're all very modern now. Back in the day, the whole circuit took so long because the lift was so slow. I think there are only two old-fashioned double chairs that are left now. I know that these are bottlenecks on a busy day, but as the people were few and far between today, we didn't waste any time at all. So, please, overall, is the Celeronda a sensible day out if you go on holiday here? Definitely. You'd want to do it once during your week, um, not every day. Um, but you do need to have a reasonable level of fitness. We ski without stopping from top to bottom of every run. You do get a bit of rest on the lifts, but it was a workout, definitely. By the time we got to Refugio Colalto, back again in Corvara, I really felt I'd earned my lunch. The mountain restaurants are amazing, aren't they? They're some of the best... There are just so many good ones, that's the thing. And the views are fantastic from all of them. Yeah, and as I said earlier, the cuisine varies quite dramatically from village to village because of the cultural heritage here. You get Ladin dishes with lots of very tasty dumplings and things, and then you get Austrian food, then you go into a German-speaking area. And then, of course, there's wonderful Italian pastas and grilled meat. And I definitely yeah. choose pasta every time as I'm in Italy. Rather than doing the circuit every day, I think it makes sense to check out different areas on different days. So one day you could do a rubber, on another day you could go to the Marmalada. You could also do the World War One battlefield tour, that's worthwhile. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So it's time to go back to our hotel again. So what do you think of it, the Sasongra? Very comfortable. It's not in the centre, don't expect it to be, but you have lovely views over the town because it's slightly higher up overlooking it and there is a good shuttle service taking you to and from the lifts and the town whenever you need it. Yeah and that's very efficient it's just a couple of minutes wait at any one time so it doesn't actually make any difference being slightly out of town and of course it's very quiet. All in all as far as I'm concerned Corvara is a great place for a holiday for any intermediate skier. Families be good if you're a family with small children don't even begin to contemplate doing the full tour but Perhaps somebody can look after them or they can be in a lesson while, while you go and do it yourself. The thing about Corvara is that it really is probably in the best position to do the Celeronda, or, or of the whole area anyway, um, because you can reach all the other bits of it very easily. You're not off on a tangent or anything like that. Yeah, I particularly like this corner of Panta Badia. Yeah, don't make the mistake of thinking that this is just for intermediate skiers. It's for all standards. And there's some really dramatic off-piste runs here. Uh, you can go from Paso Podoy across the centre of the uh, the cellar rock, the cellar group of rocks, I should say, and it's called the Val Mesli, 
and it's a, you know, it starts with a 45 minute, roughly 45 minute, uh, easy walk up with skis. And the reward is a dramatic descent, really quite steep in places, with these walls of rock on either side. And you come out near Corfosco, and then you can easily get back to uh, Corvara from there. But it's a, that's a very special run with a guide. And then there are lots of uh, very, very demanding couloirs, again, only to be done with a guide. If you want to book Hotel Sasonga or find out more about it, go to Sasonga, that's S-A-S-S-O-N-G-H-E-R dot it. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. And I am you. And you are me. It's just a crazy story.